following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Britt Johnson, and Newey Scruggs. Here we are on the Players' Lounge. It is a Wednesday, the most intense practice day of the week. Is the Cowboys, well, was it Thursday? It's Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Today, Thursday. They, right, right. today so they just had a, a so mock like run. A walkthrough. run so, so, yes, yes, yes. So we, we move it back because wow. Jerry World's home opener is on a Monday. Ooh. All right, Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. You know the crew, number 42, Barry you Church. the original. The Toledo Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Johnson, newest member of the show, and the survivor himself, the LSU oh, hold on, hold on. Bayou Bengal Tiger, Danny McCray. The it's black game day. survivor. <laughs> survivor El Negro. Hey, it does. It actually, it's just quick. It actually does feel like a game day. It's crazy because it feels like game day, but it's something I already played. Like yeah. I woke up this like, morning. You know the results. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, Only first day of school, I'm hype. I got my TV shirt, you know, TV ready, you know, go get my breakfast. I feel like I'm Is gonna go pull up to the stadium. Is there gonna be a Garrett vision? Today, like, hold on, man. We we don't like this. So, for, listen, knowing you, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you'll find something. The Thursday episode of the show will be very interesting. Thursday show will be very interesting. And uh, by the way, I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter. So, uh, 45 minutes, uh, a whole lot to get to. Second segment, we're going to dive all into Survivor as it airs tonight on CBS, um, locally here, Dallas Fort Worth, seven o'clock. Catch it on Channel 11. The Cowboys getting ready to face the Eagles. And, oh, by the way, the hits just keep on coming. Mm. Dorrance Armstrong, who started last week with a high ankle sprain. So, you're hoping that Randy Gregory is off the COVID list for this game. Yeah. It's expected to be. He gets back at a defensive end spot. So, no Dorrance Armstrong. Tank Lord's got a broken foot. This is the question. Do you put Micah Parsons back at defensive end? Or, as we spoke about yesterday, you've got Jalen Hurts, a quarterback who's very mobile. He's the leading rusher. Is it better to have Parsons at linebacker? Well, I didn't want it to happen, man. But with this with this Dorrance Armstrong ankle injury, you know, I'm not sure how effective he'll be out there in containing uh, Jalen Hurts. And we all know if Hurts gets outside the pocket, that's when he becomes his best. He's a dual-threat quarterback. And if he gets out of that pocket, he's able to extend plays. He got the receivers out there, Reger, uh, the first-round guy, Smith. So he got the receivers to extend plays and launch the ball deep. So we got to keep him in this pocket. And, you know, I know I was big on putting Parsons back to linebacker because I believe even his sideline, the sideline speed, and his playmaking ability and coverage and stopping the run. But without Doris Armstrong being there, I think you're kind of forced to put him back at that defensive end position because I don't I don't know if Azura Kamara can do it, Bradley and I. I don't know if those guys can do it. I know we'll have Gregory back on the left side, and I'm not worried about him. I know he's going to come out flying. But that other side, you, you got to have – a strong guy on that other side to be able to contain him, or he's just going to roll out to that side each and every time. I hate to say it, but I think they're going to have to move Parsons back to defensive end, and hopefully we get that same type of intensity that we had that Chargers game. Just don't do that up and under move because Hurts <laughs> is going to take advantage of that all day. we got to keep this guy contained, and I think Parsons might be our best answer. 
Yeah, listen, as I'm sitting here, and, you know, we did have somebody <laughs> kind of predict that something may go wrong and that you might yeah. have to leave Parsons at defensive end. I'm still of the mindset that I'd like to see him play more linebacker than defensive end. But, thankfully, my man DQ has another 42 back there who we can use as a spy this if we need true. to. So if you got uh, – if, if 42 can – if Keanu Neal can get out there and, and, and be what we expect Parsons to be and then we can move Parsons down to the end position, I'm okay with that. All yeah. right? But like you said, it's going to be a totally different game when Parsons has to come off the edge uh, – play the zone read, mm. and then also worry about not having to do the up and under. And a lot of those defensive ends, man, they work their entire life on figuring out how to keep contained yeah. and also rush at the same time, yeah. rush and contain. And that's something that he hadn't done since high school. So, you know, hopefully Dan Quinn's coaching him up and and, and, and has him ready. But I still would like to see him start at uh, at linebacker. And mm-hmm. if things start to go a little wrong, then, then, then move him around a little bit. Bucky Brooks was on the break today, and he said the best way to neutralize Jalen Hurts was make him play from the pocket. That's it. So based on what Bucky said, should you put Parsons at linebacker? And then maybe you go with Kamara, Bradley, and I. You just kind of go with a, a you know a rotation of guys at that at the other defensive end spot opposite Randy Gregory. Look, I, go ahead, go ahead, man. Yeah, listen, I'm. To, to be honest, I, I think all that always sounds really, really good to make somebody play from the pocket. But when you got guys out there rushing and you got a guy that's, that's savvy and as creative as, as Jalen Hurts, it's very, very hard to say, all right, as long as we keep these guys around him and and, and, and make sure that we don't rush past them, that he's not going to make a play. The man can no. still throw. He can still, even if you get the, the, the ends rushing a little bit too far past them, that still opens up a big gap. And I forgot about Troy Basham. And throw back and throw bash. Yeah, well. bash. And that's the thing, though, with, with, with Hurts, like you just mentioned, it is not all about just, you know, making sure you stay outside. You got to make sure you're level with this guy, too, because if you rush right past him, you're just opening up that further gap for him to step up and either throw the ball down the field or take off and run. So there, there's definitely different um, variables to contain a guy like Hurts. And this is a whole new monster when you talk about Reed and uh, the, the, what is that, the RPOs. RPOs and the, on it's Reed, a yeah. whole different type of animal. So, you know, last week, Parsons didn't really have to deal with that. That was more more of a drop back quarterback. He has some legs to him, but he's not really that RPO where he plays from the pocket. This is a whole different type of animal when you talk about a dual threat quarterback running play at, or RPOs, and they're, they're they're keying on they're keying on Parsons. If he's going to dive and take that dive at Miles Sanders, and Hurts going to go on the outside, or is he going to stick with Hurts and they hand it right off? So it's a whole different beast, and that's a lot to put on a rookie's plate. I know he's been great at middle linebacker. I know he's been uh, productive or productive at uh, the defensive end position, but that's a whole lot to put on a rookie to go out there and say, all right, we need you to shut this down tonight because we don't have anybody else. That's a lot of pressure to put on him. I think he can handle the pressure. Uh, He showed last week that he was amazing, and he didn't come into that position until Thursday. So this week he has a whole full week because really they don't start practice till tomorrow, and I think that he'll be able to handle it at defensive end. This is going to be his second week doing it. And I I personally don't trust our secondary as much for – to, to not have Micah Parsons stop it at the beginning. Like, I don't want Jalen to get through and then have so much time to throw the ball and get it to one of these his receivers or anything like that. I just want him to stop Micah Parsons to stop it now. I think he's, like, obviously the best guy on defense at this point. And I think you stop it at the beginning of the play, not wait till he has time to do all of this other stuff. 
Yeah, I, and, and listen, I, I would love for him to. Um, <laughs> like, I have like, too much trust nah, in Nah, but like Church said, he, he won't be going up against a backup. Uh, no. You know, it, it, it'll be a whole different ball game out there. And I, I really think that the the the, the zone read uh, is going to be tough for him. And, you know, it's just me. I want to see him play back there and be able to spy on Jalen Hurts so 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 he's not able to, to get around either edge. Um, hopefully we see that, but I know – for sure, he's going to be playing some defensive end. Okay, so so let me add this component in here. So we just keep talking about the Cowboys and defensive players and just what seems to be just this rash of injuries and issues. Carlos Watkins, yes. defensive tackle. So, so do you, you know, another reason to put Parsons at linebacker is, hey, man, if they want to start just trying to run up that middle, you know, if they start trying to go up there, you know, you need some, you know, you need some help there. So I'm just thinking, just listening to you two. You go with Gregory and Basham at your ends, mm-hmm. and you utilize Parsons. DQ just mixes him up wherever he mixes him up to make the Eagles' offensive line think. Yeah, and, and you kind of go from there. Yeah, you can't just. I don't want him to just either be at defensive end or be at middle linebacker. I'd love to see them mix him around, like you just okay. said. Maybe throw some packages where he's at defensive end, um, because look, we, we got to move this guy around. I think he's a positionless guy, and I consider him a, a defensive weapon more than just a specific DN or, mm-hmm. or middle linebacker because he can do all types of things out there. So. You know, DQ, I'll give the benefit out to my boy Danny. He he seems like he's a defensive genius so far, so I'm sure he'll put the guys in the right position. But like you mentioned, uh, Nui, with that, that Carlos Watkins, we were already shorthanded at defensive tackle. Nice Neville right. Gallimore, where is Tristan Hill? Is he is he, is he going to come back any anytime soon? I mean, what is going on here? We Gator need, roll. We need, <laughs> I mean, Gator roll. I mean, this defensive line right now is hurting. And look, Neville Gallimore, he ain't coming back this week. Carlos Watkins down. We need these guys to step up, so I got to have packages for my boy out there just to use him as a weapon to get something after Hurts or something after this run game because we're going to need it this Monday. Yeah, we're going to need it. But, you know, I got I got faith in DQ. Uh, he, he, he's going to make it work. Like we Two weeks man, in we, a row? We manufactured that that, that pressure. Uh, three weeks in a row, okay. They put up a lot of passing yards on us in week one, but we yeah. went out there and got full turnovers. That's, right? that's That's better than we had done in a long time. Very long time. He's going to find a way to manufacture uh, some pressure, manufacture some some stunts, make sure he's in those A and B gaps, uh, you know, and, and confuse Jalen a little bit. And I, I think that's what we need. Where do you think we need to get the most pressure from? You know how we go against Tom Brady, they always say you got to get that interior pressure to mess him up and confuse him. Where do you think we need to get this pressure? Where do you think we need to go or focus on to go against a guy like Hurts? Yeah, honestly, I think it's going to come from like like confusing him, really. Okay. Uh, not not specifically outside rush or inside rush. You have to make him not know where the blitz is coming from, right? So mm-hmm. if you're rushing, right, you, you want him to think it's coming from the right. Right, mm-hmm. and then switch that thing over to the left and have him come back. Disguise. So you want to make sure that you're disguising and confusing him, just like we did uh, Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so to make him make those mistakes. So I don't think it's spe- like a specific location. I just think we have to be out there and outsmart this guy on defense. Mm-hmm. Most of Hertz's throws are going to come from the right, like yeah. throwing to the right. And I, I just go back to what Bucky Brooks said. I think it's just a really good point. I, I got hurt hurts on my fantasy team, so you know, you start to watch these games when these guys are on your fantasy team and. Um, it's when he's out of that pocket, he's got options that, that he's able to do some stuff. He's basically run the college offense here, which is a smart job by the mm-hmm. Eagles. You know, what do you do best? Let's do what you do best. And I just think the biggest thing is just contain him. Yeah. Just contain him within that pocket. 
You can get to the outside. You can find Devontae Smith a little bit. Then, you know, that the yards after the catch, you know, that's when you get killed. That's when you get ate up. Killed. And they're going to have to, this secondary, they're going to have to do a great job of plastering. Now, in plastering, you know what I'm talking about, D-Mac, is when you're in the zone, things start to break down. Receivers start turning and going this way, going that way, ad-libbing to the route. That's what our, our secondary is going to have to do a great job of just plastering, locking up whoever's in your zone. That's what the 49ers did. They did a great job of plastering when Hurts was able to get out and, and extend the play a little bit. Their uh, corners, their safeties were able to lock down. And even if he did extend the play, throw it as an incomplete pass, they made things hard for Hurts out there. And like you said, we're going to have to add that disguise to it. But most importantly, the secondary is going to have to uh, plaster when we're in zone I, coverages. I'll tell you this about the secondary. Listen, they better enjoy this game. This probably be one of the, the best matchups that they have as far as being able to cover some of these receivers. All right, The mm-hmm. first week you go up against Tom Brady and his gang with Godwin and Mike mm-hmm. Evans and, and Gronk. Next weekend, uh, the next week you face Keenan Allen and Mike Williams who, who've been balling this season. And now you get to go against a rookie and then Jalen Rager who, who hasn't really proven himself yeah. for an entire season, right? So this is the game where you go in and, and you establish your dominance as a, a defensive secondary. This is where you start to creep up into that top ten by not allowing four or five hundred yards in a game. You, you just don't. you just forgot about Antonio Brown. That's no. what he did. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't mention Antonio he's, Brown. He's 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 part of a uh, of, of Tom Brady's gang. <laughs> uh, he's on the COVID list, by the way. I don't know if you saw that, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown? Yeah, yeah, I did not yeah. He's got put. I yeah, yeah, yeah I, I tell you what, he's not on my fantasy team. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so. <laughs> We're okay because I already I already put him on the bench. Well, actually, I got an IR spot. I put him on IR spot, and we bumped up Court, uh, Cortland. Sutton. Sutton, That's yeah. right. That's yeah, he's starting this week. He start, he's starting this week for me instead of James yeah, exactly. Robinson because James oh, Robinson oh, has been letting me down. What happened to him? I got him it's, on my back. I got Robinson too, right yeah. on the bench. I got, right I got on the bench. Start. Same here. Straight killing me. Urban Meyer just hurting the game, man. Yeah. Urban, somebody tell Urban Meyer what to do. He's gonna go back to college soon. You know, he's I, on health notice. He's going, he going to Fresno <laughs> State next. He's on health notice now. Things start getting shaky. I'm feeling too good. <laughs> that friend said for Elizabeth. Ah, I need time oh, off. Man. Time off turned into that college job. Well, I don't know, man. He's making $14 million. So, you know, if I'm Urban Meyer, I'm not. You're firing me. Mm-hmm. You're not, I'm not walking away from that. Fire me. You don't like me? Fire, fire. Well, me. I feel like he's one of them guys that cares more about legacy Absolutely. Than, than, than the bread. I feel Absolutely. like he, look, man, I, I'm one of the greatest coaches of all time. I can't take an L nowhere. I feel like he's one of those type guys, man. But if you quit. It's not like he's going to go take the SC job. He's not going to do that. So mm. if he quits. He's going to take two years off. He's going to he go, go back to the yeah. booth. He's going to go back to the booth for a little bit. But, but there you're, it is. if you're pulling 14 mil a year, I'm sorry. I don't care about legacy. I want my straight cash. That's I you. My, I want what, my money. That's what, you, though. Would Ohio State take Urban Meyer back? What? Would Ohio State take Urban Meyer back? Um, I mean, that situation wasn't. His fault, but he obviously, as the head coach, had to take, you know, whatever and took his little year off after. I think so. I think that's where his legacy lies is with Ohio State more than anything. So I think so. So we fire in Ryan Day? He, he on his way I out. He's taking another L. Ohio State's not looking too hot right now. Look a little rough. He's taking another L. Once them Urban Meyer recruits start getting up out of there, yeah, oh, yeah. it starts start to look a little different. Boy, yeah, you, you guys got no heart, man. Ryan Day has done a good job. Hey, man, that's, that's, hey, a, that's, job. that's, a, that's a, let me tell you something. And, and I was a Les Miles guy, okay? Les Miles recruited me. But I tell you what, when the talent started to change from guys that Nick Saban had recruited to guys that uh, Les Miles was bringing in there, you saw a little downfall mm. come with LSU. Mm. All right, we still made some, we still made some plays, but we had we had some true talent when I first got there. All right, mm. so 
Irvin Meyer's gone. Ryan Day's taking over, and all of a sudden these dudes start looking like they look average. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't Ohio State play for the national championship last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we talking about pushing a dude out to bring in Urban Meyer? They talk about they, they talk about getting Ocean run up out of there. That was yeah, two years ago. He had the best. He had the best. Wait, he had the best what have football you done for team me ever in the history of college football. Now. I go to my boy Chris Landry on this, LandryFootball.com. Chris used to be a coach at LSU, and he said forever and a day, Ed Ogeron is a good recruiter. And he got he he believes he got lucky because he had Joe Burrow, and that Joe Burrow was out there basically. Joe Burrow was a dude out here getting people to practice like like they were following Come Joe on. Burrow, and he said they got Joe Brady, and he said it was the coaches in the perfect storm, kind of like what, what Gene Chizik. Let me finish, Gene Chizik, <laughs> and that Ogeron under the new AD Scott Woodward ain't gonna last if he has seven wins or less. I, I just think that's just crazy, say, right? So he he put the right guys around him, right? He got. Joe Burrow to transfer in from Ohio State. He did that, right? Oh, Joe Burrow's Ohio State riding the pine, and, yeah, and my was. man Ozeron went and got him. He went to the Saints and got Joe Brady, who was not an offensive coordinator. He was like a, a assistant coach up there, mm-hmm. right? And then he got him to come in there. He had Dave Arandez on, on defense. He surrounded himself kind of like, you know, somebody that's here with the Cowboys mm. with the right type of guys to get them where they needed to go. And where, what is wrong with that? And where and there's nothing They all got that. head coaching jobs. Right, I mean, Joe, right. Joe Brady's offensive coordinator for the Panthers. And who did he bring in last year? Yeah, he, it was rough. It was, boy, rough. It was okay. rough. And what happened to Bo Pelini? It's, right, that, that, right, it's Ryan, Ryan Day. That's a, <laughs> okay. so, so, so Ryan Day is on his way to the, to the Ogeron train, just, man, just if that's the you, case. I'm just trying to tell you, I don't, I, your boy Coach O's leash is a lot shorter. Look, Ryan Day's leash is very long. I will say this. The last time Bo Pelini was, was coaching at LSU, he was winning the national championship. So, I mean, whatever it seemed like, it, it, you know, people thought it was going to work out for him. <laughs> Does he seem testy when you, you, we went there on LSU? Always. testy. Testy. I, I mean, listen, I'm going to defend mine. You Make sure you uh, defend UNC Pembroke like that, okay? Hey, oh, Pembroke, we, 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 won. we won, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Holding it, Hold it down. Celebrate that one week. That oh, one dub, baby. That dub, boy. 2-0 in that conference. <laughs> hey, who's, who's next? Who's next? Hey, Newey. Chris Beam, I don't want to hear from you, Chris Beam. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm mean, cutting I, everybody I, off the head. Yeah, you getting cut. You getting cut. One directional college playing Pembroke next week. Don't worry about that. But didn't LSU have – Linehan was there last year. Ooh. Yeah, that was bad. I, I, don't, I don't know why we did that. And who brought him there? That was O. Okay. Yeah, people make mistakes. I mean, shit, who brought Nolan in his mother? Nolan was here last year. Right, you, they, you, they, you, they, you, you, listen, you bought into Big Mike, so I, I got a, a bunch of leeway. You bought right. into Big Mike we, last we, year. We're going to take a break as Danny tries to rationalize the downfall <laughs> oh, of Coach O, which will either be this year or next year. I'm not going to talk about it. Go time. Go time. by the Tigers. So, this year or next year, Coach O, the Coach O era will end. When we come back, we're going to talk about Danny's on TV tonight. Survivor. Got his hair done. We're going to see the whole that's all about Danny next right here on the Players Lounge on DallasCowboys.com radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way. 
where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack exclusive benefits and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and join today. All right, you are in the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. That is Britt Johnson, the newest member of the show. The two players who the Players' Lounge is named for, Danny McCray mm-hmm. and Barry Church, former free agents who made the team as safeties. And tonight, 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 cue up the Phil Collins music. It is Survivor. Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah, Survivor Season 41, baby. 41. 41. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So, 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 and, and look, understand, there's only certain things we can ask Danny. He cannot give details away here. Um, th- there's a tight restrictions on him being a cast member about what you can and cannot say. We don't want to mess with, with any of that. We want to make sure we protect that as they uh, go, go through the show. But the location for this year's Survivor is? Uh, beautiful Fiji. Ooh. Yeah. We the, were, look at the French Polynesian. Yeah, we were out there in Fiji. And the, and the truth is, uh, before I went out there, if you showed me a map, I would not be able to point that thing out. Okay. Mm. But Fiji is a very beautiful place. A lot of beautiful islands. Uh, water's blue. Weather's great. Um, you know, was except it hot? except it was hot. You uh-huh. know, so it's, it's beautiful as you want it to be. Except uh-huh. when you out there, you know, <laughs> you know, sleeping on on bamboo and in and, and, and the sand out there with the crabs and the and the spiders. Now, would you want to go out there again now that you have done Survivor and had it? You know, have the actual like resort experience of it. Or are you done with Fiji? You know, listen, I, I got a I, it's a love hate thing with with Fiji. Okay, if somebody invited me uh, to go, I would. But if you asked me where I wanted to go, I would not say Fiji, just because. I mean, I, I've seen it. Right, it's, yeah. it's, it's other places to go. It's a beautiful place, beautiful people. Um, but I, I got some other places on my list that I'd like to like to try out, such mm-hmm. as. 
you know, I, back to you, Beza. Uh, hey. I want to do Dubai. I want to do Phuket, Thailand as well. Oh, I went there. If you need any advice. But it was nice? Amazing. And you live like a king or queen there because it's so, so cheap. Like drinks, 50 cents, American dollars. Like the place we stayed was a giant, beautiful place and paid like, Three hundred dollars a night for a house well, chef yeah. every it's day. Be at, the, be at the top of my list yes. now. Go. Go to, Survivor uh, Phuket. Phuket. Yes. <laughs> was, was, um, it, was that before or after the typhoon hit over there in, in Thailand? When? What year did it hit? I can't remember. Oh. I just remember a couple of years. It was. It was. It was. It, it, I went back. like. Three years, three or four years ago. Okay, so, so that was probably after. Probably okay. after. but I just remember. Was, all, I remember just seeing the video, mm-hmm. the devastation, yeah. of and, and, and people talked about just you know what a beautiful place it was and just how 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 cheap. Once again, mm-hmm. how cheaply you it could go over go there. there, and then just to see that when that typhoon hit, he's like, man, you hated it for because it was a beautiful. All the different pictures I had yeah, seen for people it's who had a great time over there. It's amazing. So. You know, I know, you know, Barry likes to call you the black survivor, but there are actually, what, five other black people that were on the show this season. This is the most diverse season of Survivor. Tell us about that. Yes. uh, So CBS uh, has mandated for their reality TV shows that 50 percent of each cast, uh, they have to be people of color. So not only did we have five uh, black people on the show, we had... uh, people from Toronto on the show. We had the LGBTQ community on the show. We had uh, Asians on the show. Like, it's literally uh, a representation from almost everybody in America. So it looks more like what America is versus what it had looked like in the okay. past. So you're just pushing your liberal agenda on the show. No, no, I'm not I'm not pushing a liberal liberal, liberal <laughs> Look at Neil. Look at Neil over but, there. <laughs> but, see, see th- this, is, this is the reason why somebody like Nate would say, are you talking about naked and afraid? Because when, when you think of Survivor, you don't really think of black people watching it like that because mm-hmm. they don't usually get to see themselves uh, that much on the show, right? So now you have five different individuals who uh, African-American may be able to relate with, right? So then now you pull in a a whole new crowd. And it's it's an amazing game. So I'm actually excited for for, for the new crowd that we're going to have watching the show. Yeah, you're going to have tons of new fans. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm super hyped. Take Danny my big league us and be like, I'm too cool for y'all. No, 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 I'm just just me. I I, ain't going to hear the end of that. I'd never be like church. Oh, be like oh, church. Okay. Take church service. Take me to church. Hit sticks. And I'm, and I'm still in this thing. I'm still in this thing, <laughs> man. Day in and day out. I'm still in this man, thing. Say, I'm not going to be there next week. I'm on vacation. <laughs> I'm on assignment, man. I'm, I'm on, on assignment. assignment. All right. Yes. Yes. And we covered that well. We covered that well. I don't know how many shows it was, but I always would say Danny, Danny was on assignment. Make sure we include you there. And I always said on assignment. I didn't know. And, and I didn't ask. This is true. I didn't ask. This is true. And yeah. I and I and I appreciate it. Yeah. But you didn't make me lie to you. <laughs> I don't wanna lie. <laughs> and then later on and then later on I found out and I just shut up. But I did I didn't do that. So what did you learn about television production having done the show Survivor? Uh, what, I learned that there's, there's a lot more that goes into the show uh, than what you see on camera, uh, which is probably as, as much as I can say about it. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. A lot of people are, are super dedicated to making sure that the, the best product is shown. And, uh, hey, I saw some stuff out there that I didn't think I would see. Now, did, and, did you not get – do you get to see the show 
before everybody else, or you're going to watch it tonight live with us. And you, you know, any alliances that you might have not noticed on the show, you'll get to see that play out. I, yes, this will be my first time seeing it. I have no idea who was talking trash behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what they're going to show me saying, how I'm going to look. None of that. So I'll be seeing it for the first time with everybody else. So I, that's what I said. I think church church is going to have some fun with it, but that's okay. Hey, that's I got okay. To. That's, I got that's, to. that's the risk I took. <laughs> be ready you know? for the tricky editing. <laughs> be I ready just, for the tricky just editing. Be ready for the tricky. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's. Do you two ever done reality? I have. Mm-mm. You have? Mm-mm. Not anything crazy, but um, yeah, I've done little stuff and just being on TV and doing stuff like I've done the Steve Harvey show a couple times, and so like you actually shoot everything, and then they like take a little piece of what what it is and put it on the show, and I was like, mm, well, I wish they would have let me finish my sentence because <laughs> I, I didn't say, mean what, it like what was, that. What was the editing point on there for, for you when you were on the Steve Harvey show? Where you're like, man, that was a tricky edit right there. Well, the show was actually, it was about people that had slid into my DMs. And so I was like picking people, you know, that I wanted on the show. And so there was a whole part where I was kind of talking to Steve about why I was going to pick who I was going to pick or whatever. And they didn't show any of that. And like, really, I picked the guy because I was like, oh, well, he loves the Lord like I do and yada, yada. But then they just showed clips of that guy as like oh yeah like being all like romantic kind of sounding and so they're like oh of course Britt picks this guy and then this guy this other guy seemed so smart on the show and I didn't pick him so they're like oh she's shallow she just picked the cute guy that and I'm like no he had a whole gospel part of the show that was cut out so so the whole so the whole show you did was it you and other people just about was it social media people that were trying to yeah it was um, that particular show was just me on that show but it was I had three bachelors or whatever that came on to the show that had slid into my DMs. And so Steve, like, vets them to make sure they're not crazy. And so this was, like, supposed to be a chance for me to, like, meet them. And then me and Steve did, like, a Q&A with everybody to see who I was going to pick to go on a date with. So the story idea for you, because I know you're doing TV work here for DallasCowboys.com, Terrell Basham had his mom go on Steve Harvey and he was trying to get his ah. get, get his mom set up with a couple guys and so mm-hmm. said hey, so maybe maybe you guys can have yeah. a conversation. But wait there's more. <laughs> Didn't I hear something about uh the church family uh was almost on family feud? Oh, what are you talking about? oh we were well I wasn't <laughs> okay. well, my mom and her whole family or her, her my whole family, my grandparents, uh my grandma, my aunts, it was all the women of my family were on Steve. I forgot about that. They were yeah. on Steve Harvey and they did the whole family feud thing. It was pretty dope. It was pretty dope okay. actually. But yeah. they they destroyed all the evidence because <laughs> my mom was like, nah, I did not like how I looked on television and the rest of them. So she was yeah. like, I destroyed all the evidence. But well, and on Steve Harvey, cold. they do like your makeup and hair and everything. Mm-hmm. And they had me looking like crazy. Because like, I don't really wear that much makeup. They had me caked up like I was going to the club and I... Mm-mm. I'll tell you what, wasn't no makeup on Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> raw and uncut. Uh, raw. And look, listen, and this is, this is for everybody. What you know about the show, and if you ever like watched it and you said, "Oh man, they got like porta potties back there. They probably got some soap, you know, X Y Z. They ain't really starving out there. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Mm. Okay, it Would ain't none do, of that. Would right? you do it again? I got to see how this one shows. Nah. You know, so 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 maybe maybe. Just, well, not even the show part, but just the experience, like having to be out there and you're hungry. You're not getting your three meals a day. You're not on your phone. Was that an experience you would go through? Oh yeah, I, I would go through that again. I would I would go through that again. But I, like I said, I need to see like how the entire show yeah. plays out first before I'm like, oh yeah, I put myself through having to watch this type of stuff. So again. how did you how did you train to eat? Because I mean, it ain't like you get you can go to McDonald's, you can go get you a steak over here, like. 
Like, so how'd you train yourself knowing yeah. that the food was going to be sparse? Yeah, so, you know, it was uh, so it was during quarantine. So the first mm-hmm. time I did it, I would, like, try to eat, like, just lunch mm-hmm. and then try to make it throughout the day and see how that uh, worked. But then when I got the extra year because of quarantine, I would, like, wake up. Make a bowl of oatmeal, put some like bananas, pecans, all this stuff. Make a nice bowl of oatmeal, mm-hmm. and that would be all I ate. So when we did those workouts, and I would do cardio oh. and stuff. All I ate was a bowl of oatmeal. I do a workout, then I run like three, four miles, and then I'll sit there and I'll see like how my mind works, how my body's reacting, right? Because you know some people get hangry, yeah. And I'm one of them people. Did you, did you start developing that? Like no, yeah. no. I, I already knew I was hangry. Oh, all right, <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to make sure that I knew how to like. I was aware that I was getting to that point, mm-hmm. and then how to uh, you know it. how to manage it without like rubbing somebody the wrong way, getting mm-hmm. upset with the with the wife because you know this time she's pregnant. So you know, it, it, I, and I think that helped me a lot. Okay. Uh, well, how is he in the workouts then? Since you were oh, working cool. out with him, I, I didn't. I didn't see no difference. At I was, all. I I was leading cool. them things. Yeah, he was leading them. Okay. I was leading them things. Okay. Leading Coach them things, Danny man. out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Survivor 41 tonight locally in Dallas Fort Worth, CBS 11. Danny McCray is on there. Um, 13 episodes? Not, I'm not sure, you know, because this is going to be a different season just because with uh, COVID and all that. Okay. I think it may be starting a little later, so I'm okay. not really sure, but I think maybe the last episode will probably be sometime in December. Okay, but well, we are excited and we'll be checking it out and uh, easily a, a segment that we have tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll take up the whole thing. Let's take a break. Let's come back. Amari Cooper dealing with a rib injury. <laughs> How do we look at Dak Prescott after two games? Terrence Steele spoke today to the media. Let's touch on a couple Cowboy items as they get ready to face the Eagles in the home opener at Jerry World Monday night. This is the Players Lounge Killing on DallasCowboys.com radio. <sighs> Organic pumpkin smoothies are back at Smoothie King. With at least 13 grams of protein each and five options to choose from, it's easy to find a favorite to help you reach your goals. Like the new Keto Champ Pumpkin. Packed with a whopping 23 grams of protein and nine net carbs, it's a quick and nutritious meal on the go. So order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. And power up with pumpkin and protein. Official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Smoothie King. Rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Back to the Players' Lounge. 
stay in the know on all things Dallas Cowboys, sign up for email notifications for exclusive offers, Cowboys events, and so much more. Sign up via email at dallascowboys.com slash subscribe. Excellent work, Britt Johnson. Danny McRae, the survivor, gave us a whole lot more information than we probably needed to know <laughs> during the break. Off uh, camera. Off camera. Off camera. Barry Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry Church. Don't, when, next time you go out, don't try to be Danny. <laughs> <laughs> On vacation. Just. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to worry about that one. The show oh. is real. That's all you need to know. All right? Survivor. It, ain't, it ain't nothing out there to save you. Right? Sur- you on your own. Survivor tonight, CBS 11 mm. locally. Danny McRae's a part of the cast. Let's jump back into the Cowboys. Amari Cooper dealing with ribs. Jerry Jones on Tuesday would not reveal whether or not he, he thought Amari Cooper was going to play. So because you were former players, let me simply ask you this. What goes into taking a shot if you've got rib issues um, in terms of trying to play? And Amari Cooper, you know, we don't know if he'll be there Monday or not, but just what does that entail? Because, you know, fans all think, oh, man, let's go ahead and get, go, get a quick shot. Go, go ahead, Hammond. You, you want me to start this one? Yeah, go ahead. Let me tell you something. <laughs> so my, my rookie year, um, I had a high ankle sprain. And then <laughs> while I had the high ankle sprain, I would get it shot up before each mm. game, probably for like the last six games. Yep. The needle, if you get the camera, the needle is about that long, mm. all right? And when they stick it in, to, when they stuck it into my ankle, they had to they have to move it around. Mm. So it's not just like getting a vaccine shot or something. They stick that long needle in there, they wiggle it around, super yeah, painful, mm. and then that whole area goes numb. Blank. Right? It goes, it goes super numb. It's super painful, and uh, I had gotten so many uh, at that time that by the time we got to the final game of the season, we uh, my second year, we were eight and eight. I think we were playing the Giants, and if we win, Playoff. we go to the uh, we go to playoffs. And Jason Garrett walked by, walked back, and Britt was with me, and he was like. Jason, we, we can't keep doing this. <laughs> we can't keep doing it. Because at that point, I couldn't walk. I did it for like six weeks. Mm. So it's it's serious risk that goes into it. It's just it's not an easy decision to make. And it's super painful. It's not just go back there and get a shot. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, more power to, 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 the, to the players that are actually able to go out there and get that done. Yeah, it, it, it's a terrible experience. I, I mean, I did it, something similar um, when I did my ankle. I just did it one time because that was enough pain for me to be like, nah, I can't do this no more. Like Danny said, they moved that thing around so you hitting nerves and all types of stuff and eventually it goes numb so you feel like oh I'm good now so you go out there you play your thing you do great that next day you might not feel it as much but that following day two days after the game it hurts like hell and you just want to just give up football for life after that so it, it's a tough thing to do and now in Amari's case if I'm him I'm not doing it I'm saying look man y'all, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not doing it alright cause like I'm going out there I'm making the big bucks y'all proved last week with me just getting two catches for 16 yards that y'all can go out there and y'all can still be productive without me going out there. So it ain't like the offense is going to go to shambles without Amari Cooper being out there. And so if I'm him, I'm not doing it. But if I'm, you know, an Azura Kamara or if I'm an undrafted free agent out there who's barely on the team, you know, barely made the team scraping by um, barely to get on there, you think about making those type of decisions. I mean, when I was a rookie and I was, you know, barely on the team and my ankle was messed up, I had to make that decision. Do I want to play or risk losing my spot because I didn't go out there getting Wally pipped? So, 
it's all dependent on where you're at. But in Amari's situation, look, you got the big bucks. You, you're on. a solidified guy. You got. So, I, I'm not taking it. So so you're the so you're the head coach of the team. Put yourself in, mm-hmm. in, in, in. You're the head coach of the team. You walk to the trainers. The trainers say, Yeah, he'll be okay. He take the shot. You know, he'll be able to make it through the game. Uh, so now you go talk to Amari. You say, Hey, man, this this is what the trainer said. Okay. Not so you got to a, you 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 want you want him to you, be. You, I'm saying, but you you're, you're the head coach though. So how do you feel now when he says, "Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good." You gotta respect it because I mean, because you can't you can, you can't just cut the guy. I mean, he still got guaranteed bucks on the board. So I mean, you gotta respect it. You can't force him to do put a needle up in his body then, like that. We we've been talking about who's the number one guy. Is it Amari? Is it CD? This would solidify that it's going to be CD then to me. In that in that case, if I'm like a coach and he doesn't want to do it because we've had. I mean, Drew Brees came out earlier this year and said that he had had over 11 broken ribs and he always played. He never would miss a game. Uh, Deshaun Watson had the same situation, played the whole season with broken ribs, and these are like quarterbacks. And granted, yes, Amari said he or this or they said that this had happened in the first game, and he that's why he kind of didn't play as well the second game. And then obviously towards the end of the second game, we saw he was very hurt. And so it's like, does he even play this third game? But yeah, I think you still suit up. Obviously, like just give me like less less reps, let figure something out, but. I still play, and then I get the other side of it where you don't want to have the Tyrod Taylor situation come where you get your lungs, you know, stabbed on accident and are punctured. So, I I mean, I get both sides, but I think in the business of football, you just have to suit up and And that's the thing. It. It's a business. Yeah. So so when, when you go out there and you, you hurt yourself even further – the, the organization going to be like, oh, man, he you – know, on up to the next one. So, I mean, rib- you got – are you going to hurt yourself for, further from a bruised rib? Yeah, if you break them things. Listen, and to, but they've to, all played with broken ribs. To, Who's to, they all? The guys I mentioned, Drew Brees and um, Deshaun Watson, their ribs were actually broken. This is just a bruise. So if they could play with broken ribs, just also, I, 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 from the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I will say. Yeah, yeah, well, I will touch, touch quarterback. Yeah, yeah you, you know, you can just fall down. You yeah, could. and I will say then, then everybody is different, right? Um, so Witten could play with a bruised sternum, mm-hmm. a broken sternum, and then it may affect somebody else a different way. I will say this about Amari Cooper. All right, if you're hurt. Just don't play because we know what you put out there, you know what I'm saying, when you injured and then weeks later we have to find out. Just like, uh, oh, yeah, he's been dealing with this since week one and then yeah. go out there week two and, and it, it's almost action. invisible. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just heal it up so we don't have this lingering throughout the whole season. I did say that I believe that C.D. Lamb will eventually be the number one guy. I don't know if this solidifies it, but this is going to give him an opportunity to, to, to make those plays. So you played for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. you went to the Jags, you played for the Cowboys, you went to the Bears, came back to the Cowboys. Is there are there any situations that you can recall where there was a player like Nah, I don't want to take that shot. I'm just going to sit this one out. And, and <laughs> were there any ramifications for that particular player? You don't have to give me a name. Or I'm gonna give you a name because okay. I don't I don't know specifically if it was about taking shots or not. But when, when I say this man Jay Cutler, we had no idea if he was coming out there to play. You know, if he was going to be ready, if he really wanted to be out there or not, just based on his demeanor and his availability, I, I had no idea. So yes, uh, yeah, I did have one, and we went five and eleven, and we had no idea when he was going to be out there, how he was going to play, and I brought my ass back to uh, the Dallas after that. <laughs> And, and I played for a guy who broke his collarbone and did everything he can to get back in the game and then got out there and got hurt again. But he put it all on the line to make sure he was out there for his team. As a matter of fact, he said, what are y'all going to do when I get back? Win it all. Now, we didn't do it because he went out there and got hurt again, but that's the type of guy that, that I enjoy playing for. When your play falls, Dan, let me ask you this. When you're, if you're hurt and you go out there, you do it all for the team, you're doing all this, you're going out there and playing hurt, 
When you go out there, let's just say your play slips for the next four or five games because of the injury. Our, our organization is going to look at you like, oh, man, he's hurt. That's the only reason that his play is slipping. Or they're going to be like, oh, man, this dude can't get it done. Let me go ahead and bring in the next guy that can get it done. Well, I think in, in Amari's case. Well, Amari does, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his case is a little different because yeah. this is actually, this is kind of a, of a consistent thing. Uh, <laughs> so last year, he, he's hurt. He has a foot surgery. Uh, he comes back this year. He gets hurt in the first game. And then now his availability is in question. And now we found out that he was he had been hurt in week mm-hmm. two. Messed up your fantasy team. Yeah, he's still and messing up. He's still messing up. And I was questioning if he's going to be available for, for week three. Mm-hmm. His guarantees are up. After, after this, this year, year, though, right? The guarantees yeah. are up after this year. He's making $20 million, but the guarantees are up. So does that factor into it? You need to be available, man. Yeah. And 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 in football is that sport. Sometimes you're just not available. Like Sean Lee, nothing against him because he Great did player. everything he possibly could to stay healthy. Yeah. He spent a lot of money on his body, yeah. and he just couldn't stay healthy. That's it's nothing against it the guy as a person. Sometimes football just does that to people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I think right now, you know, we're seeing that with with, with Amari. I mean, look at D. Ware towards the end of his Cowboys career. The same thing happened. Oh, he just, back? He just, he's back. He just couldn't stay healthy. Is By this, the way, oh, D. Ware is um, the list came out for first year. Um, oh yeah, he, he for made pro, the Hall of Fame, pro, pro, pro football. Hall oh, he's yeah, yeah. his first ballot. He's, I think. Uh, yeah. he's 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 on that list. Yeah, so top top sure. ten all time in NFL sacks. So um, good luck to him. Good luck to him. And I loved how and you, you saw the segment on. Um, Hard knocks where you saw Ware mm-hmm. and Michael Parsons together. Yeah. To me, that, that, that just warmed good. my heart right. watching that right there. It's like, that yes. I guess that's what and we should have known. Even, I mean, even on his Twitter, he's been like calling, like, no, Michael Parsons got it. He's going to be good. He he continues to cheer him on because I follow him on Twitter and he's always saying something about it. That's what Michael. we should have known, huh? We see hard knocks like, yo, Michael Parsons about to be a beast out here at right. defensive end. Yeah. He went over there with three vote. <laughs> Three vote. That's Three right. vote. Three vote. Out so, there at trophy club. So, um, does this is this a must win though? Like this is a divisional game, and I feel like the NFC East kind of always comes down to the last game of the season, and it's everybody's within one or two games. So, would this be a game that is you know a must win for the team? I would say no. no. This is our old teammate, Kwasi Awusu oh, Wasa. Oh, we might have to get him on the show one day. Talk to him. <laughs> yeah, he talked to him. But, <laughs> but no, I, I don't think this is a uh, – did I answer that? <laughs> oh, I don't think this is a must win uh, just because it's the so show, early. The show's over, so we got to go. Oh, so just, go ahead. Just because it's so early into the season and 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 nothing is really unfolded, right? So I think we, we need some more time to get into the season to see how these teams are really going to play. Mm-hmm. It would be great to win it. Yeah, uh, so at this point you would sit Cooper and then – Figure it out later. No, no, I wouldn't sit him. You would play him as well. I'm paying him twenty million. He's gonna play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is the Players Lounge. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Barry Church, Britt Johnson, the Survivor, Danny McCray. Turn Black your Survivor. TVs on tonight to see Danny on uh, CBS and season forty-one of Survivor. I'm Newey Scruggs, Chris Bean, Willie Boy. Because everybody's a part of the show. We thank you. We'll chat to you twelve thirty. Okay, twelve thirty tomorrow, right here from the SWBC Morgan Studios here at the Star. Talk to you later. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!